Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, AEW New Year Smash. Night two, Night two. is Night in two. the books, and Darby Allen has successfully defended his TNT championship oh uh, man he got beat up oh it was a pretty fun match yeah it was just it a whole a lot of him match. i mean it's sort of a typical darby element he gets beat. He, he really likes being the guy who gets beat up a lot and yeah. then finds a creative way and uh, kicking out at one to yeah and then kicking out at one finding creative ways you know he tied the belt around cage's ankles uh you know to to confound him a little bit um to yeah, confuse little, him a little bit didn't really slightly. last that long but you no. know um no. so yeah there was some fun stuff and then of course uh, a man called Sting uh, helped him out, you know, to fend off some interference attempts from uh, Ricky Starks, who had like yeah. the best pants I've ever seen in my life. Did yeah, you those see pants those were pants? Else. Weren't they? They were great? something else, man. Oh my, they were great, gosh. great sharp dresser. That guy. Yeah, he he's a snazzy dresser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Darby Allen uh, thwarts Team Taz's attempt to get his TNT title off him. Uh, as far as like storyline progression. I mean, nothing maybe, huge. Nothing huge. I, to be honest with you, like, you know, New Year's Smash, you think it's going to be like, oh, man, it's a pay-per-view-like event. Because every every time they do, like, a themed uh, episode, it has, like, pay-per-view-level g- stuff going on. Mm-hmm. This, not so much, uh, you know, not a lot of movement. I mean, I guess the main I event was the, fun enough. Yeah, the main, the main event was fun. I guess the, 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 the one kind of swerve that happened is, so, of course, they announced in advance that the Elite would be wrestling uh, it was fairly conspicuous. They would always use the logo of the elite, yeah. not actually, yeah. you know, PNGs of Kenny and the Young Bucks mm-hmm. for the graphic. And sure <laughs> enough, uh, right before their match, uh, so uh, Don Callis, Kenny, and the Young Bucks are all hanging out backstage. 
and uh, the Young Bucks are asking, hey, are we going to do the Elite entrance? And Kenny's like, oh, yeah, let's, let's do that. And Kalis is like, hold on. I love your entrance, Young Bucks. I love the song. You're the tag champions. You should have your own entrance. So Kenny and Don make their way out. Don grabs the mic. He's setting up like he's introduced the Young Bucks. Instead, he introduces the Good Brothers. The Devil Kenny's. They didn't play that. Uh, they are Kenny's tag partners, not the Young Bucks. They're sad about it backstage with Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, all the all the shit-talking that Tony Khan has been doing during those paid advertisements on Impact, kind of feel like he might have had this one coming, man. Uh, and so, yeah, it was it was the, uh, the super elite team of uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers mm-hmm. taking on, mm-hmm. uh, what was the name, Kenny Limelight? Danny Limelight, Danny Griff L- Garrison, and, and Pillman Jr., yeah. yeah, Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight. There you go. Uh, so yeah, no, but otherwise, you know, fun episode. I liked, I actually really liked the, uh, the inner circle stuff. I thought was pretty fun. And I mm-hmm. love that they brought up the idea that, uh, uh Jericho is just willy nilly with his tag teams. Yeah. I like that. And, that uh, and they're going to decide next week, uh, the official tag team of the inner circle. It's a, it's a really great little sort of subversion of the concept of a faction where there always has to be a tag team. And in yeah. this case, like it's just a musical chairs of tag teams, even though they have a world-class tag team already there. I LAX. Know. Um, so yeah, that was good stuff. So I don't know, man. I mean, unless you have anything to add, we can just hop right into this. Well, I'll just mention this. Uh, I guess I can wait till when it happens. The, like the waiting room with Britt Baker's first time it's been on dynamite and it was all sure. right. Yeah. Up until the end, when the production aspect got kind of clunky. Okay. Uh, once they that was they threw to Britt's uh, the 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 shot. You know, I don't know how long ago when when Britt laid out Thunderosa mm-hmm. and poured the water on her face. It was like weeks ago, but there was no like segue to it. Yeah, I sort of turned around and then I came back and I was like, "Wait, why are they playing this now?" And then they went from that. They did one quick shot back into the arena of that playing on the screen, which is probably how they should have introduced it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was back to that. And then it went to a hard cut to a Thunder Rosa, Matt like Matt Chat question, essentially, yeah. which is also really jarring. Uh, there's obviously some production ass parts of it seem like that need to be worked out. Was that. the was the audio weird at the beginning of the episode for you, or is, it might have been the TNT app? The TNT app is the, just the biggest piece of crap. It's not on, great, no. I was watching stick. it on uh, uh, through TNTdrama.com on my laptop here. So I was, was it pretty? So app. was it pretty? Oh, it was pretty solid I didn't there. Notice anything? I didn't okay. Notice anything. God, the app is terrible on Fire Stick. Yeah, I've had issues on with the the app on various devices. I should probably just do that. I should probably just port it to my Chromecast. Anyways, uh, so it kicked off with Pack taking on Eddie Kingston. Uh, this is a fun match that, uh, there's a lot of back and forth to kick things off. Uh, they, they, they do just sort of a textbook superplex at one point and it was like, it was perfectly executed, but the way Eddie Kingston sold it, you know, Eddie Kingston's not the physical specimen that pack is or 90% of the roster are really, he sold it like he legitimately threw out both his hips and his back. Well, his hips, his back, and his shoulder. Yeah, it looked like it hurt like hell, and I'm like, that would probably be my reaction to a. Yeah, super it would be, and that, but your shoot reaction to a superplex. Would I be wouldn't get up. From, I wouldn't put in another ten minutes of match after that. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You'd be like, done. I'm good. I'm good. Shouldn't have done, done. that in the first place. I'm sure, who convinced me to do that. Uh, before the match, Eddie had a promo. It was pretty short. He just said, "I'm a bust up the bastard." Uh, then he's gonna go back home, and he's never coming back. Uh, Pack took it to Eddie immediately, right, right as the uh, the bell rang. 
hits corkscrew tope tosses eddie into the barricade takes control has control for all eventually as you mentioned eddie turns tables uh and then uh, eventually yeah pack hits that that superplex um where was that my note it's somewhere in here whatever pack one with a black arrow um and so as soon as uh the pinfalls counted pack just puts eddie right in the brutalizer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not waiting uh yeah. butchered the blade hit the ring lucha brothers come uh getting there too there's a stare down archer comes out friendly archer so butchering the blade leave and then he just gets in pack's face and starts like uh, barking at him talking crap and then he just leaves well it's funny because he was talking crap but he was hey he was saying we need to get on the same page yeah. which is a funny thing to demand from a person hey we need to cooperate or else there's yeah. going to be or he said or else there's going to be hell to pay which yeah. is an interesting motivation for a feud or alliance or both i'm not entirely is, sure is, what this is, is the death triangle going to add, add an extra vertice and become a, a death square be a death square at that point yeah uh-huh yeah or death re- rectangle or trapezoid yeah or rhombus which one's the rhombus parallelogram is that it's like a diamond shape like the, oh okay yeah 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 okay yeah parallelogram rhombus sounds For, great death rhombus am i forgetting any other, any other uh, uh, four-sided shapes oh I, I don't know i think that's probably it I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a death. Uh, what are those? What do they call those things that show up in the middle of nowhere, like from two thousand one? Monolith. Yeah, death monolith. That's cool. The monolith. That's the monolith. Cool. That's good. Yeah. I guess in theory, a monolith could be any shape, right? Does that be, be rad if like they win a match, the lights go down, they come up, and there's a monolith there? But they're gone. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be really good. And you just hear this loud chorus. <laughs> yeah. That. Thus spoke whatever that song's called. <laughs> the Tron shows some like apes throwing bones around and stuff. <laughs> One throws up in the air. Now it's a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, after that we had Chuck Taylor versus. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, that's okay. right. Chuck Taylor versus Miro. Yeah. Uh, we kind of do. With... Why they? Why this? I, I I appreciate the Seinfeld reference. The whole if Chuck loses, he has to be Miro's butler. But why did they just fall through with the young boy thing? Young boy thing is way funnier because the term young boy is hilarious. Uh, I mean, Nibon is hilarious. The, you know, say what you know about Hulk Hogan. That time he got the burn on Nakamura by calling him, by saying, you're not Ishiban, you're Nibon, young boy, was the funniest thing he's ever done. Uh-huh. It was a sick burn to a guy who knew the only guy in the company that that would really take it hard. Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura. Yeah. That was great. So as we predicted, so Chuck Taylor, especially Chuck Taylor came out with way too much strength here. He was throwing Miro around like he was nothing. And it's like, yeah. okay, immediately, yeah, he's totally good. And it wasn't even that long of a match. This is probably the shortest match on the on the it's card. Like five tonight. minutes, yeah. And uh yeah, so uh, Chuck starts out strong, but uh yeah, he ends up tapping out to the accolade. Uh and then after Game over, it's called now. Game over. Accolade. Miro stares down Orange Cassidy. Uh, after the match, so I'm sure next week we'll get some funny vignettes with mm-hmm. uh, you know Chuck doing laundry, washing dishes. Yeah, but he uh, only has to be his his young boy for a month. That's what they said. I guess it's just he has to be Miro's young time. boy till Trent comes back. I mean, it's not the three years that they get in the dojo, but this is that's a long time. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway. After that, we had a private party. Uh, Matt Hardy interview. Or I guess it's more of a promo. It's just the three of them. Um, so uh, Matt Hardy, he speaks first. Uh, says uh, they've joined, Prep Party have joined Matt Hardy brand. Things are going great. 
Cassie says, yeah, it's show business. They don't call it friend business for a reason. Quinn says, yeah, they thought the best day of their lives was signing with AEW, but it just got better after signing with Matt Hardy. And then he's like, no, I can't do it anymore. It's third-party stuff, man. Mm. And Hardy says, yeah, you didn't read the fine print. That was your fault. Your first lesson. Don't worry about the money. Um, and says, hey, you were nobody's before me. Nobody's going to care about you except me. I learned that firsthand at All Out. Uh, so you're going to do what I tell you to do. He's already a disgruntled AEW employee, so he's yep. sticking it to the other employees there. Uh, after that, uh, we had the Inner Circle's New Year's resolutions. Uh, they all come out, do the Jericho theme song and everything, uh, and uh, they say, hey, you know, it's time for it's a new year, time for a, re- uh, a New Year's resolutions. And immediately, Hager just started screaming at the top of his lungs, "Championships!" championships he's overcompensating for his loss last week mm-hmm. to wardlow he might be a little bit on the broken side they've cut to him they cut to his close-up a couple times and he just looked really dejected throughout the rest of it wardlow cock of the walk oh man yeah he just stood there like a statue oh barely full budged. of himself but full of himself yeah though. man uh mjf is next he says i just want to strengthen the bonds uh amongst my family here the inner circle he pauses a bit and says also fat people have to go oh my goodness rude rude rude, rude. Rude. Insanely rude. So Ortiz gets on the mic. He says he wants to perfect. Was it his aunt's recipes or his grandma's recipes? Uh, I don't remember, but essentially he wants to become a better cook. He wants to be a better cook. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Jericho says uh, him and MJF, right, are going to be tag champions. Yeah. And they both celebrate about that. And Santana's like, whoa, hold on a second, dude. You brought me and Ortiz in to be the premier tag team here. And then Sammy gets on the mic. And I'll take this bit. He calls Jericho a tag team slut. And they all just lose their shit over that. And they're like, wait, Jericho's like, what What are you talking about? He was like, dude, we were, what do they call them? The the, the Spanish gods? Les sex, Les sex, sex gods. Yeah, les sex gods. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you've already teamed with Hager. Now you're teaming with MJF. I saw you palling around with Snoop Dogg. Are you going to tag team with him? He's like, yeah, maybe. Um, so Jericho was saying, listen. Any one of us can team with the other and win gold, but I feel like just like Hager and Wardlow last week, we need to blow off some steam. We'll have a friendly exhibition, but and so it's it's going to be uh, what like a six man deal with two with three a triple threat. Tag yeah, yeah, team a triple thing? threat is MJF and Jericho, Santana Ortiz, and then Sammy and Jake Hager. Yeah, he said me, Sammy and Hager, Sammy and Hager, and Jericho laughs and he's like. Your name's going to be Sammy Hager? And he was like, yeah, why? What's funny about that? Don't worry about it. That was, that was a funny. good bit. Yeah, that was a good bit. That was pretty funny. That's pretty funny. That's probably something Jericho wanted to put in there. Uh, so MJF says, yeah, after the match, you know, we'll, we'll throw down, but we're still family. Nothing can break them up. They're the, and he's like, hey, throw them in. They all put their middle fingers in. Uh, they're the inner circle. They're better than you, and you know it. And Santana noticed. Didn't he say MJF's hand was darker than his face? He said, "Don't worry about that. Put your hand in there." That was that was funny stuff. There, they, they, I have really enjoyed the chemistry that MJF and Wardlow have brought to the inner circle. Mm-hmm. It's mixed it up mm-hmm. really, really well. It, yeah, it's, it's changed the dynamic up in an interesting it, way. It has, and it's not overbearing. They're just letting it ride. They're 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 getting all the good entertainment value they can out of it before whatever happens is going to happen. And it's 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 interesting to see that by and large. 
the inner circle segments with MJF generally have been much shorter than just MJ, MJF segments when he was solo. And shorter than normal inner circle segments before yep. he showed up too. And it's funny, They're he in- even referenced that this week. Like it's because they were they, they when they were doing the I think it was the Hager stuff. He was like, "Okay, guys, we're already running out of time here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, after that, Alex Marvez interview in the Dark Order. They're asked, "What's next?" Uno says, "The Brody tribute show was, was important for them. Everything they do from now on will be in his name. But they're going to be better uh, next week. They're going to team with Hangman Page. Page is just there. They bring him in, and John Silver is like, "Oh, Page, I love you so much." Uh, Reynolds was wondering, you know, hey, when are you going to let us know that if you're joining the Dark Order? And Silver's like, yeah, do it after the match next week. And Paige's like, all right, sure, I'll let you know after the match next week. He steps aside, and the Dark Order is just celebrating. And the camera winds out, and Paige is still just standing right there. <laughs> yeah. So just sipping his drink. He's got to decide now, man. Is he going to break their hearts or what? He's, he has to, right? Or maybe, maybe he tries it out for a couple months. He's on a journey. He, he is should, on a journey. Should give it a shot. Although yeah, I think it'd, be, I think it'd be, be funny. Champion. I think it'd be fu- yeah, true. I think it'd be funny if he he said no, and then you know John Silver goes into his Brody Lee. I mean, you can't say most of that stuff on TV, but whenever he does the voice, it's absolutely hilarious. Oh, I know. It's I know. so funny. Uh, after that, we had a really good Darby Allen Brian Cage video package. That was pretty solid. Mm-hmm, yeah, it was good. Uh, then we had the interview with the Elite, which I mentioned earlier. Callis is talking about how Kenny's back with his best friend. They're all champs now. Oh, it's Kenny, sorry, that wants to do the Elite entrance. And Donna's like, nah, Young Bucks are tag champs. I love their music. Let them have their own entrance. Mm. So mm. Kenny and Don come out first. Don grabs the mic, says, it's history tonight. The band is back together. So without further ado, uh, here's Kenny Omega's best friends. Here's the Good Brothers. The so, devil day. They didn't play that. Gallows and Anderson come to the ring. It. They cut backstage. Young Bucks are watching on a monitor with Tony Khan. They're fuming. <laughs> As uh, Doc and Carl hit the ring, they're taking on the Varsity Blondes, Danny Limelight. Mm-hmm, yeah. More competitive match in a lot of respects you probably uh, expect. Yeah. Well, it was Danny Limelight's debut. Match. He needed yeah. to have a good show. A dynamite. Yeah, I think he's been on dark quite a bit. Or yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, times. yeah. Right, right. Whenever I say debut, understand that I'm talking about dynamite because I don't watch dark. I should. It's so long. A matches. debut for Steve. The debut. Yeah, it was a debut in front of me. Um, so uh, yeah, like you said, a bit more competitive than you think it would be. But in the end, uh, the super elite win. Uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson got the win, right? With the yeah, match killer, killer yeah. on Daniel Limelight. Afterwards, Mox he comes out through the the the, the venue. In the stands, walks towards the ring, goes right after Kenny. Good brothers kind of peel him off. They overwhelm him with the numbers. Phoenix and Pentagon come out to make the save. Them and the good brothers brawl the floor. Kenny and Mox are thrown down inside. Uh, it's kind of broken up by some people from the locker room. Uh, Mox hits par- yeah, Mox hits a paradigm shift on one of them. And then by that point, Kenny's outside. Mox hits a suicide dive on him. And then the young bucks come down when Mox gets back in the ring to say, you know, hey, calm down. Let's calm this whole thing down. Lucha Brothers come back in. They super kick the Young Bucks, and they start throwing down again with the Good Brothers. And then while this chaos is happening, like Jerry Lynn, AEW officials, uh, Brandon Cutler come down and try to break things up. Kenny and Don Callis take their leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I kind of like that because they 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 leave like a riot's been started, and, they, and it, there's just this look on Kenny's face, like, "Oh, look at this stuff that I've started." Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we had the uh, dynamite debut. This, of course, had been on dark. I knew I knew mm-hmm. that of the waiting mm-hmm. room with Britt Baker. She's introduced, of course, by Reba, uh, and uh, she does a little monologue bit. Introduces Cody. Uh, call refers to his neck tattoo as a bad idea. Uh, brings him out. Does the bit <laughs> where she doesn't really let him get a word in. Uh, congratulates him on the baby. And then before he can really say anything, <clears throat> she says she has another surprise, Jade Cargill. So she comes out. I didn't realize just how tall Jade Cargill is. Oh, yeah. Is. She's oh super tall, gosh. man. She's like built, too. She's basically Cody's height. I'm assuming she was having some sort of taller shoes on. Uh, but with those on, if that's, yeah. she was a good like four inches taller than them. Like she was tall. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, she talks shit to Cody about Brandy. Says Brandy, you know, it's a good thing Brandy's lucky that uh, that you got her knocked up. Brandy ever comes back, I'm gonna beat her ass. Pie faces Cody, uh, and then you know Cody obviously can't do nothing. Uh, so Red Velvet comes through. Uh, she gets in her face. Big brawl breaks out. Everybody's going at it. Uh, and then yeah, like you said, they just sort of all of a sudden the video. Of uh, of of her attacking Brit, attacking Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. just plays on the Tron, and Brit's all into it. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, play that. That's great." And then you get uh, Thunder Rosa saying that uh, in her little match chat question, saying, "I talked to Tony. He knows that a match between you and me is going to be big, big business. So at Beach Break, you and I are going to have a match." And mm-hmm. then uh, Brit's like, "Oh my God, no, that that can't be." And then all of a sudden, to make it official, the match pops up on the Tron. Yeah, because Brit's saying that Tony can't says- be changed. Tony said, "I Tony Khan said I didn't have to have the match, but sure enough, the graphic pops up, so the match is official." Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Totally. Uh, After that, we had mm-hmm. Jurassic Express members, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt taking on FTR. Uh, the story of this was all about FTR trying as much as they can to isolate Marco Stunt. Him fighting out of that situation, getting the tag, the Jungle Boy, who will go on a run, only to tag Marco back in, repeat. Um, in the end, Marco was the one uh, to eat the pin after a big rig from FTR. Uh, totally got involved uh, uh, at one point. Uh, fun match, though. It was really fun. Is Marco going to get... Any sort of win out of this? 
I mean, that's sort of the story they set up. I mean, maybe he can get, I was thinking maybe he can get a singles win over one of the FTR guys because they don't really care. I wouldn't think they would care about their singles record. Maybe he can get a sneaky win, but I feel like you got to pay this off somehow for the guy. Yeah, you'd think so. No, I mean, they're, they're, they're booking for the future maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. Maybe it'd be um, a situation of it'd be Marco and Luchasaurus say uh, tagging, hmm. and and you know Luchasaurus tail whips somebody or you know hits a some other move on him, and Marco comes in to get the roll up on him or something. I don't know. I mean, they were hanging with them until, and you know, yeah. obviously there was that that stuff at the end, the wonky stuff at the end. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm thinking maybe Marco can get like a singles win over one of those guys with the help of you know his his buddies. I don't know something. I don't know. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. After that, we had NWA Women's Championship defense. Serena Deeb taking on Ty Conti. This is a really fun match. This is a pretty long match. Too. This was really fun. It was, yeah. I, it was. It was a hell of a showing for Ty Conti. This is the best match she's maybe had to date. Dude, she has come along really nicely with mm-hmm. her in ring stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I've been really impressed. Of course, you're in there with Serena Deeb. She's pretty terrific herself. Uh, you know, uh, guiding the match, I would, I would assume. Yeah, but, but I mean, uh, like Serena, uh, she's got a very technical style, and especially the early in the match, Ty Conti was was holding her own. That's the kind of stuff that, like, really, it, to me, impresses me the most whenever I see that kind of stuff in pro wrestling. Because I'm like, how do they even know? It's the it's the 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 back and forth technical stuff where you do you try for hold reverse. I know, I love I that kind of stuff. I have no man. idea how they would do. I know. I mean, it's like you know, yeah. Like I understand stand when they when you say all right we're gonna go from this spot this spot to this spot, but like right. how how do you lay like when you lay out an extended technical aspect you say I'm gonna do this into this into this and this or do you just go in there and just like roll with it? Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How do you not look completely ridiculous if you just say roll with it? I'm like what? I know. But then we're not trained wrestlers. You gotta so. know. You gotta know your stuff. It's part of the magic of pro wrestling, Larson. I know. I know. That's kind of that's the, the one thing that's still a bit of a mystery. And like we've seen a couple of things. Uh, I know Rolling Stone had this a video up where the Young Bucks were talking to I think Lij and at a Ring of uh, Ring of Honor show about laying mm-hmm. out the match. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and even that was really brief. It was, um, and it no, it was kind of like what you were talking about, though. I mean, I'm sure there's answers to all these questions, but I like being oh, yeah. you know in the in the I like protecting the business from myself sometimes. Um, <laughs> So like, no, it's it's crazy because there's obviously a bit of a language barrier there. Um, but they were talking about the universal language of pro wrestling, and so you see Matt, and he's like, and then I do this, and then you do this over here, and then bang, boom, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, wait a second, how are you remembering any of this stuff? And I know there people call stuff in the ring, and they're like, okay, I know now do this now. I know that's what boggles my mind is you have a 25, 30 minute match that you lay out backstage and you have to remember every single beat. Right. I know. I mean, like if you have like a tag match, there's four people that can remember bits. So if you get lost, mm-hmm. you can refer to somebody else, I guess, but a one-on-one match, like if you get lost, it's still insane to me that stone cold, Steve Austin's very first match. He went into it, not understanding that pro wrestling is fake. <laughs> the fact mm-hmm. when he tells that story, I'm always like, well, how, what, Crazy, there? huh? That is insane Pretty to me. Crazy. Yeah. Well, did uh, Undertaker say when he started training, he thought it was all real too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyways, this this was a really fun match. Um, in the end, Serena Deeb got the win with her finisher detox. But yes, there's a whole lot of great just technical back and forth throughout. Um, yeah, it was really good. It was really mm-hmm. good. 
So uh, Canadian Mountain Man here says any chain wrestling I did was improv. Yeah, I want to. We gotta. We gotta talk to Cal about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because if Cal, that's the case, I mean, you, you really gotta know your stuff then for yeah, that to be that smooth. I know. Like, I mean, I would imagine. I would imagine that's where you know, if you have an amateur wrestling background, like our friend Cal does, um, that would probably help. You, you. can lean on that pretty heavily. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Ty Conti. Well, she, wasn't she like a legitimate? Yeah, was it yeah. judo? That sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So she knows how you know she knows her throws and stuff. So mm-hmm. which is you know she utilizes pretty extensively in her arsenal moves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she has some technical training. So, but yeah, this is really good. Really good. Serena D picks up the win, retains that title, but it's definitely a match worth checking out. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, match is announced next week. Inner Circle, their tag team challenge. Triple threat tag match. Uh, we got Top Flight, Matt Seidel taking on Private Party and Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hangman Page in the Dark Order versus TH2 Chaos Project, this eight-man tag match. Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch. And then Mox will be in action. Nice. Who's Mox going to fight? Danny Limelight. <laughs> Uh, right, so was the main event and all the yeah. crazy spots that Darby Allen did and how beat up he was. He was very beat up. Uh, the, he was ex- uh, insanely beat up. So he comes out strong, uh, you know, hits a su- ends up getting Cage on the outside, hits a suicide dive into Cage in the barricade, Does tries for another suicide dive, but Cage catches him into suplex position, which always really impressed me. Um, so at one point, the first, like, big spot, I think, was when Cage just threw Darby Allen out of the ring and threw... Like that the time table, keeper table, the yeah. timekeeper table, yeah. And so I think at that point he's busted him. open. Yeah, he press slammed him and tossed him like the entire length or width of the the mats on the floor. I don't know how wide those are. Mm-hmm. All the way to the timekeeper table. It was mm-hmm. pretty insane. Yeah, yeah. And Darby's busted open, and and the cage just starts throwing them all around, beating all the around crap the out of him. Yeah, he was beating the hell out of him. Um, at one point, Cage charges. Darby gets boot up. Uh, it doesn't do much because he eats an F five. Darby kicks out at one. The cage hits a trio of power bombs. And I love, I love Taz on commentary for this because obviously this is Team Taz. And so when yeah. he kicks out, him, he's like, "Whoa, whoa, wait a second! He just kick out at one? And yeah. he, he's he's not even like vocal, like overly vocal about it. He's sort of very subtle. He says, "Wait, he just kick out at one? Yeah. And you hear yeah, this concern in his voice, you know? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't harp on things. He's yeah. Mm-hmm. So. F5, kick out at one. Cage hits a trio of nasty power bombs. Darby just gives him the finger. Mm-hmm, yeah. Cage then power bombs Darby out of the ring onto the stage. Yeah. Again, Darby flips him off. Cage deadlift suplexes him off the second rope. Again, Darby kicks out at one. So Brian Cage goes on the floor, moves the ring steps that are kind of up against the stage, kind of in the middle center, you know, kind of center relative to the ring. Mm-hmm. Pulls Darby out in the apron, puts him on his shoulders, maybe going for another F5. Darby escapes into the ring, hits a drop kick. Cage is holding on the rope with one hand. Darby bites him in the hand. Cage crashes to the steps, and then Darby falls with a coffin drop off the second uh, turnbuckle onto Cage, onto the ring steps. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so Darby, we're back in the ring. Darby's looking for a springboard coffin drop off the second rope. Cage catches him. Darby uh, bites his way free again, hits the stunner. Uh, has a belt, ties it around Cage's ankles. Cage just kind of tosses him off anyways, uh, frees his feet. Darby hits him with code red, gets a two, and then Darby hits a shotgun drop kick. 
kicks out, but the strength of the kicks out pushes Darby up to the top rope. Mm-hmm. He hits a double stomp, gets another two count. So then Darby goes up to the top rope. Starks sweeps his legs out front of him, crotches him on the top turnbuckle. Lights go down, come up. It's Sting. It's Sting. Man, he does the thing where he, he taps Starks on the shoulder, hits him in the throat with the bat, hits him in the gut with it. And uh, and then uh, Brian Cage is trying to do something off the second rope. Darby reverses it into a crucifix bomb to mm-hmm. get the win. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It, it, was, really, another, it was really good stuff. It was a really fun match. And the show yeah. ends another stare down between Darby and Sting and Team Taz. Mm-hmm. Could that be Sting's first cinematic match? He and Darby teaming up to take on Team Taz in some sort of cinematic battle. It'd be fun if uh, Darby had a creative hand in that, given that he has a history in, mm-hmm. and he makes his little student film things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, R. Lopez Ortiz here in chat points out the bat swings from Sting were really crisp. They were. He knows how to work those. And, of course, yeah, it, doesn't, does. it doesn't hurt that, you know, Starks is out there selling like a, a million bucks. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and answer some questions. I have a thread right here on the Patreon of patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. One dollar gets you access to asking us questions there. Yes. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, R. Lopez Ortiz says FTR renaming their finish. The big rig was awesome. That is mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Oliva speculates that uh, Ty Conti and Serena Deeb probably worked together a bunch when they were both at performance center they that mentioned that right. yeah uh jr mentioned it tried to mm. mention it without saying nxt how did he phrase it do you remember uh something like they pro deeb was a coach at where ty conti trained or something like oh, that oh deeb was a coach that bullshit another bullshit promotion <laughs> i don't even dvr it uh jaime fonseca says uh, who's an unlikely cover star for the new aew game Orange Cassidy, uh, an unlikely one. That's an unlikely. Yeah, <laughs> just a dude it's with denim and gla- Yeah, uh, I would like to see, but it's very unlikely. Uh, the duo of Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone. All right, that's good. Do it like a lenticular <laughs> thing. They move the the cover. It's Tony Khan talking yeah. crap. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Jorge D with some bits says, "What prom or situation did TV or movies make you think would be common, but when you grew up, you found out it wasn't?" What what situation? What, what prom or situation problem. did TV or movies make you think would be common, mm. but when you grew up, you found out it wasn't? You know, okay, so this, I never really was like this, but I totally get how fucked up TV and movies have probably washed the brains when it comes to romantic situations. Like the idea that persistence when pursuing when pursuing a romantic interest is like a virtue, that's terrible. That is awful. If somebody don't like you, any amount of badgering and like trying to to beat down their will, that 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 doesn't work. That stuff doesn't happen in real life. Mm-mm. That's called stalking. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you sort of, I think most people probably learn that, but I think some people don't and they're like, oh, well, you know, the, the movies say, you know, the nerdy yeah. guy always gets yeah, the girl if it's just persistent. That's a good answer. Uh, Gary MacArthur says a nerd dropping a pile of papers and nobody helping thus, thus turning them into a villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good that is one. Good. 
that, that happened in uh, 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 Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, diehard Homer. Who is who has the pandemic helped and hurt the most from AEW? I mean, it hurt anybody who couldn't travel. I mean, you know, there was that period of time, like when they would go to the school to do stuff, and like half the roster wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I don't do. I don't know. I mean, you look at all the pieces in place right now. I don't know that anybody got the short shrift. I really don't. I don't know if, if that's well, really like happened. Pack was gone for eight months, right when they were. Oh, starting that's the death a, that's a good one. Thing. No, that's a really you know, good one. Yeah, like the travel restrictions, you know, uh, obviously influenced some of their booking. You know, like they really wanted to to debut Brody in Rochester. Yeah, but that ended up, you know, you know fine for his career. You know. Um. <laughs> Ryan Drew Cube has a good question. When winter is over, will Sting continue to bring the snow with his rival? If not, what other weather or elements influence should he bring through the year? What a great question. Here's the, here's what they do. When summertime comes around, you transition him to Surfer Sting. When the fall good. comes, uh, make him. No. I mean, he, the, the summer thing's good. You could you could yeah. you could shoot like a sunscreen app. Yeah. In the spring, it's gonna suck for a lot of people. You got to spray pollen everywhere because that's what spring is about. It's kicking those allergies in the height. That's terrible. That's if a terrible stick, idea. It is a terrible idea, idea. But if you're sticking with the seasonal thing, that's what you got to do. Summer, uh, uh, sun uh, sunscreen everywhere. That's fine. In the winter, it's leaves. Leaves. Yeah. Leaves. And when the you fall, leaves in the fall you mean? Yeah. Sorry. Winter, fall. Yeah. Snow, leaves everywhere. Leaves. Yes. Pollen. Ugh. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> what you got to do that? Can it be like sunflowers or something nice? Spring, the flowers are in bloom. Okay, but that with that comes pollen. Pollen. Still. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it pollen. makes sense. Uh, you're high because I'm dope. Ass. I love the these finisher names. What would your guys' tag team finisher be called? So we'd be the shit twins. That's our tag team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be called uh, with the dump out. The du- oh the the yeah the doo doo blackout. Oh, he just, they just said the doo doo blackout. There you go. And it's like it's like a stunner, but like each of us like it's like two man stunner. Like dudes to my right, dudes to your left, and like our arms this? are crossed like this. On how it. about we each have his head here? How about this? We do it this way where. You can have the head, and I'll have the feet on my shoulders. Oh, okay. So it's like a magic killer. It's kind of like a magic killer. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, or how about this? You know how uh, uh, FTR, Big Rig, Shatter Machine? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Cash. Usually, oh, no, it's, it's Dawson. Or, sorry, Dax Harwood. <laughs> that lifts them up, and then uh, Cash does like the code breaker thing. Yeah. I lift them up, bang, into a stunner. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and then somebody does a leg drop. Uh, let's see here. Followed by a power bomb. What does this mean? Jaime Fonseca. Is it Jamie or Jaime? Uh, says, hope you all are ready for Tony Khan to give you a call when that game comes out. Oh, maybe we'll, we'll if they do press for it, maybe. Oh, that'd be amazing. I want to go that'd do be the, awesome. the testing thing like we used to do before we that'd got be blacklisted great. from WWE stuff. That'd be great. Uh, Dang MQ says, I used to hate Gallows and Anderson's impact theme at first, but now I love it. What wrestling theme did you hate it at the start, but now love? Oh, 
Undisputed Era. First time I heard that, I was like, oh, that's like an NWO ripoff. Love it. Love it now. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad one. I don't remember if I hated it though. I mean, I've I've flip flopped on so many things. Uh, okay, so I'm not gonna say I ever hated it. I always thought it was a really cheesy song, and it is a really cheesy song. But I get Judas stuck in my head so often these days, like the entire second hour of Dynamite, it's stuck in my head. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. I, I like Judas now. I think it's a solid song. Uh, Shane's birthday tweet: Will Jade ever get out of this thing with Cody and Oh, will Jade ever get out this out of this thing? I guess with Cody and Brandy storyline. Will they? Will, will she ever get out of it, or will she get anything out of it? I'm not sure what the question is, but we can answer both of them. Uh, yes and yes. I mean, yeah. I don't. The, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, Red Velvet is you know not a great substitute for Brandy, but it is what it is. You know, they had to put somebody in there, so so that's fine. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Obviously they had far different plans and then, you know, Brandy got pregnant. So I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, David Matushek, how long do you think a, the AEW impact relationship should last after hard to kill? I think it should go another, I mean, I don't think it doesn't, it really doesn't seem like Kenny's going to do the belt collecting thing because if they're doing rich Swan versus moose, I think, I think impact is just doing their thing. Could be. Um, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't, I don't get the feeling. I don't know if they'd be doing that right now. I think Rich Swan would be a lot more involved with the, the Kenny stuff um, and not have Moose coming after him. And so I just mm-hmm. don't know if Kenny's going to get that title. If Moose is going to, you know, if they're doing this right now. I mean, here's another thing. Hmm. Uh, so Moose has got his title shot. Kenny works his way in there makes it a triple threat. He pins Rich Swan to win the title. And then, bang, instantly Moose has a, a, a bone to pick with Kenny about not being champion. Motivating a match with them down the line. I think it'd be really cool. I just wonder how they would figure out oh, to, yeah, yeah. to get, you know, no, I know. without I know. anybody looking bad. I mean, it, I'd, I'd love them. I'd love to do it. And, I mean, Tony Khan has been all about doing things that you kind of don't expect um, mm-hmm. and so that's something I don't expect, but it's something that I think would be really interesting to, I mean, that's such a weird heel versus heel dynamic with Kenny and Moose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be interested in seeing, and I just, I, I don't know yet that impact is going to want to give their championship over to an AEW oh, guy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Gareth, if Eddie Kingston went to NXT instead of AEW, who would he be feuding with? Would he be in a group or solo? Kingston and NXT? Yeah. Let's assume, I mean, obviously, let's assume he's not just a coach. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, dude, the NXT has Malcolm Bivens on their roster, and they basically don't use him. I mean, I know now he's he's finally managing uh, uh, the Rust guy, but and he was going to manage into share. But I didn't, even in the few bits that I saw him with into share, I didn't really see them using him to his best, you know. I hope that they're going to do that with with uh with It Rust. seems like it seems like with both into share and and thus far with Tyler Rust, it seems like they're taking a more serious approach with I know. With him. I, He's such a funny dude. I know. And I just don't know like he could be the next Heenan. He could legitimately mm-hmm. be the next Heenan. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know what they're doing with that. Joe Juarez power rank settings for a Sting cinematic match. 
The rafters. Um, like a some sort of snow adventure land, winter wonderland, winter wonder slam. That's gonna be hard to find in Florida. Yeah, right. You go. Where do they film the Mandalorian? Probably L.A. Where do they have that giant green screen thing? Well, you could hypothetically have that anywhere. Just use that. That's the nature of green screen. You can bring the green screen with you anywhere to shoot. Well, it's that shoot, giant. Shoot, shoot. It's that huge giant. Did you ever watch the the behind the scenes thing on that? No, I just actually finished watching the second season. I haven't seen the behind the scenes thing yet. Well, I just saw like it was like on a YouTube video or something, but it's a really huge green screen. <laughs> it's not yeah. actually even a green screen. It's like a projection screen. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it's Duker baby says, is it just me or has Rusev aged backwards throughout his entire career? He, uh, he is in phenomenal shape. None of that pesky wellness policy stuff. Uh, Phenom- he doesn't phenomenal have, shape. He doesn't have the, the bleach blonde anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He's in great shape right now. Dun, 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 dun. He is in phenomenal uh, shape. Uh, flats. AEW Revolution is right around the corner. What's one non-title match you'd like to see? Non-title match. I mean, let's take the Sting thing out of the equation because it's, mm-hmm. it's a Sting cinematic match. <laughs> um... Uh, well, well I mean, be, Revolution well, is still a month away. I would say I would say Britt versus Thunder Rosa. Maybe they'll have a rematch. They'll have a wonk finish at Beach Break. But uh, I'd be really interested to see that. I mean, I don't think they're going to go here. But, I mean, I'd love to see Gallows and Anderson against, like, FTR. Well, I don't know. You probably already saw that in WWE. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Against uh, somebody we haven't seen that before against. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do some sort of champion versus champion, them versus the Young Bucks, but no actual title is on the line. Oh, that'd be cool. There you that'd go. Be cool. That's that'd the answer. Cool. There you go. It's a good answer. Uh, favorite customer, what is the worst thing about AEW right now? The worst thing about AEW? Mm-hmm. Uh, that... The best thing about their women's division is NWA's women's division. Because it, you know, I mean, they Serena Deeb basically feels like, I mean, we get Serena mm-hmm. Deeb, really good Serena Deeb matches on the regular, which is great. Yeah. But, you know, the division still well, doesn't. Well, she does barely on TV. Yeah, that's kind of an issue. Like they do, that is an they, issue. they have some talent they could use. And I, it just feels, I mean, tonight was a step in the right direction, I guess. Uh, I mean, they had a women's match. They had um, <laughs> the, 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 the waiting room segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do need to flesh that out a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I'll, it's hard to say, hey, FTR shouldn't have been on TV. But, I mean, FTR versus Jurassic Express, that's cool and all. Is it necessary? When your women's division isn't really doing anything. You know what I mean? Like, there are things mm. that probably could go away. Um, I mean, the whole Matt Hardy private party thing. I, I, I'm i not saying put Matt Hardy on dark, but kind of feel like that it's a whole lot of nothing right now. You know? I like yeah. private party. I really do. Yeah, they're really but, good. But, you know, when you have... I, and I know AEW's thing is tag team wrestling. I get that. But, like, 
some things you just have to cut so you can actually build up a division that doesn't get nearly enough time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Shadow Zake, do you think this build to the triple threat of Pack versus Kingston versus Lance will be a good payoff? Um, yeah, I, I, if that's going to be the match, I like all those guys. Yeah, I know? do too. And, and I hope that is the match. But I also want to see Pack and, and Archer get on the same page because I think yeah. they could be a lot of fun together. The monolith. The monolith. All the discordant choir stuff you want. Yes. From 2001, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, in my head it's a chorus, but you're right. It's just like a, yeah. No, it is. It is voices. It is oh, is it? Voices doing it, yeah. Okay. I thought it was just like a weird orchestral sound. No, I'm pretty sure that's actually people singing. <laughs> I could be wrong, though. I'm just trying to do something. Could we get a Matt Hardy versus Sting cinematic match in AEW? Oh, yeah. I'd be down. Yeah, Sting cinematics all day long, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have a cinematics mm-hmm. division. Why not? Well, that'd be good. The cinematics title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this is great. Gregory Faella is Matt Hardy the worst manager and father figure ever for what he does to private party. He's making a go at it. He's really yeah. trying to be the worst. Yeah. He's trying to stand us uh, floppy Dodger. Do you think AEW are having too many special episodes? Winter is coming holiday bash two nights of new year smash all recently and soon beach break. This was the first time that I think they didn't nail a themed episode. I feel like, I feel like the main event of tonight should have been on last week's episode. Uh, and then you just get back to regular business this week. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, dude, you can't, you can't say that the pro the promotion's bad. Like, you know, they have these themed episodes. It, it's, it's something to grasp onto. Yeah. Um, uh, sure. this, this is a great question uh, because of the inner circle stuff, dog authority figure who has been Jericho's best tag team partner and who has been his best rivalry. Oh, his best tag team partner. Well, uh, let's keep Jared's it. To, show, man. <laughs> well, let's keep it to. Let's keep it to. I think it's Christian, but let's keep it to AEW. Because uh, I mean, Sammy's right. He's teamed with Hager himself. Sammy. Uh, and that's uh, it so far. I think. In, that's in it terms so of- far. I wonder between those guys and then now he's got MJF and we'll find out what him and MJF will look like next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the best partner for him? It should be, honestly, it should be Hager and Wardlow. If, you, if they want to secure those tag titles, you have LAX and Hager and Wardlow in your team. I know, I know. That's huge. The Sammy, I, I, the Sammy Jericho stuff was really good. It was, it was. And Sammy provides a different dynamic than either his other two partners anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, Jorge D, oh, did you guys hear the good news that Josh Matthews is finally gone? Did Impact do this to look better for the AEW audience? No, I don't think anything AEW or the thing with AEW had any influence on that. I agree. Madison Rain is leaving and Josh Matthews got promoted. Um, yep. So it seemed natural for them to do this. And if you have, you have, dude, I'm looking forward to D'Lo. I'm looking forward to these guys. I think Heck yeah. Great. I'm really looking forward to D'Lo. Uh, let's see here. Sleazy Mo. Cody will inevitably win the tag titles one day. Who should be his partner? It's his brother. Yep. Mr. Forbesy. What if Kenny wins the Impact title, making a true Universal title, and the TNA title becomes the true title on Impact? 
Wait, what? Well, eventually. What if Kenny wins the Impact title, making a true universal title, and the TNA title becomes a top title in Impact? That's not a terrible idea. Like have Impact be a cross-promotional title? I, I don't know that they would do that because it would kind of... It would kind of cuck out their own world title, but if Moose wins, if what about this? If Moose wins the Impact Championship, but chucks it in the garbage and says this is the real championship, maybe he changes it somehow. Maybe then Kenny goes fishing through the trash and gets that Impact title. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? I mean, collecting doesn't mean winning. It's true. (laughs) I don't win the comic books that I collect. Uh, Broken Wheelchair says, Renee and Eddie talk about why he chose AEW on our latest podcast. I got to check that out then. Oh, interesting. Uh, back to the universal title idea. Favorite customer says, could there be one shared top championship belt between multiple wrestling organizations? That'd be interesting. That would be really interesting. You'd have to really be a smooth talker to to get. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if you were to try to bring New Japan in it, New Japan, AEW, Ring of Honor, and Impact. NWA, too. NW, yeah, NWA, they're a thing, too. Um, let's see here. Moses supposes, speaking of which, should Deeb lose her title on AEW or wait until NWA has a show to boost those ratings? I mean, it's NWA's title. She should probably lose it on NWA show. I would think that their first big pay-per-view back with fans, mm-hmm. she should defend it at least. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know about lose it, but yeah. Uh, rattleheaded AEW needs their second network show so they can develop their women's division. Danny Jordan is ready to be a star. Uh, yeah. I mean, I hope that that's, I hope that that's, you know, a plan. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see. Uh, <laughs> oh, dog. Next being the elite, we'll have Kenny at Walmart buying up and collecting all the titles he can find. <laughs> all right. Anyways, we'll answer some more questions for the Twitch chat. Uh, in a little bit, but that's going to do it for us today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, Come back tomorrow on the Twitch at noon Pacific 3 Eastern for our NXT recap. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Until next time, talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect 
instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.